Welcome back to Hope It's Tuffle Podcast. I am your host, Tiara, joined by my husband and co-host, Mr. Leon Harris. Yes. This is the podcast where we talk about everything and nothing based on our interable perspective. Thank you for joining us. Let's jump right in. We'd like to start off the podcast with an intimacy card from Skin Deep. I'm going to try to flip through here and just grab one without looking and hope that is one appropriate to read out loud. I think this is funny. Do you ever get jealous of my success? No. What's there to get jealous of? No. Happy for you. Yeah, I think more than anything, I'm probably happy for you. I think more than anything is probably either I'm happy for you or I'm motivated by you. Appreciate it. Yeah. You have more success to be, but I don't consider that to be true. I think that our success, we just arrived there at different different ways and at different points. And I think that's what why it's like motivating and why I'm very happy for you that you didn't go the traditional route and you still found success. And I think that that's really decent. We've talked about this before, not on this podcast, but in real life how Noel will have the perspective of yeah. what it looks like to have success without a traditional uh, path and college degree. And then she'll also see a parent who has multiple degrees. Yeah. I have multiple degrees guys. Um, so yeah, I think it's really decent. And then we can kind of support her in any way that any direction that she wants to go in, because mm-hmm. I think over time we have changed our viewpoints on a lot of things and, I'm okay with her not going to college. I am too. I tried it. Everything's not for know, everybody. I think depending on what she wants to do, she'll be fine without it. Um. So yeah. So speaking of Noel, what are you jealous of? Oh, I said nothing. Okay. What's the story you would like to share about our daughter? We share stories about our daughter on this podcast because you will probably never see her on this podcast or hear her on this podcast. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. If we would have recorded yesterday, mm-hmm. she would have been all up in that thing. That's what he said. <laughs> uh, a story about the Nodi. I never have one. So, I mean, yesterday, I guess, again, her in gymnastics, Um, I feel like she like she's in gymnastics class, but the stuff she be doing at home, I don't think they teaching her there. I feel like she doing this stuff on her own. Like, she has a little ring set. And she she was excited yesterday because she was able to go upside down and do a flip. Um, so I was like, well, let me challenge you because it's a low, low. Let me see if you can do it higher. Um, she did it. Did it kept doing it. I mean, she complained later, but I think that was just her. Yeah, she yeah. yeah. Um, But I'm just excited to see her. You know, she doesn't always. She doesn't always celebrate herself. Yeah. So it's exciting to see her do something and be happy and like really happy. And then she ended up watching some more um, Olympics late last night. And we was we was like talking about talking about it. And I was like, you gotta land, stick your landing. Like she was she was receptive to it. Like normally she's like, oh, I know what to do. But like it was it's just cool to see her have something that she doesn't mind as praising her for. Yeah, it's it's cool to have her have something that's her thing. So my story was actually about gymnastics. I thought it was the cutest thing. She was on FaceTime with one of her friends who lives in a different state. And she was asking her friend how old she was. They're the same age. And she's like, I'm five and I'm a gymnast. And I think it's like the cutest thing that she has decided to call herself a gymnast. And 
And I've heard her say it to other people too, but she, I, I think I love that she's embracing it and she's practicing and she's taking in content of other gymnasts. She yeah. has things that she wants to learn and things that she wants to try. And, you know, it's funny cause she's like, mom, help me do a backflip. And I'm like, girl, it don't work like that. I just not, I'm not going to stand up and help you do a backflip. Realize, I'm like, is it like a Ferris wheel? Like you just flip around. I was about to say, I feel like I need to watch videos on like, parents helping kids with gymnastics so i can be better prepared because she really be thinking i mean any adult in her life is a superhero because she really be thinking we can do it all oh my god the story i should have shared was how she played me yesterday she was watching one of her youtube faves channel and it was their wedding and she was watching their wedding and she looked back at me and said mommy you only looked half as beautiful as she does on your wedding day. And I was just like, but why? Why you even part your lips to say that to me? First of all, you didn't you weren't even at my wedding. <laughs> why you just try to play me? And she said it so like matter of fact. Matter of factly. <laughs> but I do think it was also like the whole ambiance, like they're big YouTubers. Gaudy. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't gaudy. It was actually really beautiful. It was a beautiful ceremony and it was a beautiful venue. It was just like, it was just different from ours. And she definitely felt the need to point it out. All right. So the topic for today. Oh, wait, wait. We got to say who's episode is sponsored by. Who's episode is sponsored by, Leon? Sponsored by Harris Over Human. <laughs> Check out the other content up and down the street. <laughs> If you happen to be watching this on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and watch our other content outside of this podcast. If you are listening, go to YouTube and subscribe to Harris Open Humor and you can see some of, you can watch these episodes and you can also see some of our family vlogs. And then you can see more Noelle content. She's actually getting into yeah content creation, which is cute and funny. So today's episode is about the caregiver becoming the patient. You just came up with a topic out of nowhere. I didn't even know there was a topic today. I did. I was like, I needed. You better write that down so we know. I know, right? Because I'm gonna probably forget. I'm, I hopefully I don't forget because I need to work on this afterwards. Um. So yes, I will be having surgery soon. Depending on when you're watching this, I will be having surgery soon, and this is the first time that I will have endured a surgery, and this is the first time that, not like first first, but. You know, Leon is going to be taking care of me while I recover from a major surgery. And so um, I have made a decision based off of my experience to have a hysterectomy. And uh, we were going to we were going to share right now how we got here. And um, I am if you don't know us, we are pretty much an open book. And I am very grateful for other women and other people who are open books and don't mind sharing their experience. And I was able to watch a lot of videos and read a lot of blogs about people sharing their hysterectomy stories. And so I just kind of feel like um, it doesn't bother me to share it. It can also help other people. And I was sharing with someone last night, a doula in particular, and I'll get to that if I remember. And she was like, wow, like your story is incredible. Like, thank you for sharing. And I think sometimes like, I don't think that it is. And, you know, maybe it could be to some people and maybe it is not to others and that's fine. But 
long story short, I started having, I woke up one day and was had having issues with using mm-hmm. the bathroom. My bladder was full, but I was unable to empty it. And it happened, well, at that point it happened once. I went to follow up with my physician. And so she recommended I see a urogynecologist to see if it was bladder versus, um, you know, a gyno issue. Mm. After seeing him, he r- ran a couple different tests. One included me having a pelvic ultrasound, which meant I had to drink a bunch of water, hold it while they did the ultrasound, and then I could empty it. And then I couldn't empty it. So then I ended up in the emergency room again to get my bladder emptied. After all of his testing was done, um, he felt like my issues were being caused by fibroids. He thought that maybe there was a fibroid close enough to the bladder that was causing these issues to happen. So I was sent next to a fibroid clinic and um i actually don't know her actual like exact title but she is a surgeon who specializes in women's issues is what we'll call it and so after meeting with her she wasn't 100 percent sure that my issues were being caused by the fibroids based on their size um originally we were talking like grapefruit size and then i think we moved up to like golf ball size um and so she wanted to be 100% sure before we did anything that she wanted to just make sure we like cross everything off the list. She was recommending a hysterectomy at that point anyway, because she said based off of what she saw on the ultrasound and our conversation about what my menstrual cycle history had been like, she was questioning whether or not I had endometriosis, which I had never um, had that possible diagnosis before. So, um, she was already recommending it just to kind of give me, uh, better life quality to not have so much pain. Yeah. So much to endure. So before we, before I can make a decision about the hysterectomy, she wanted me to see a spine and back specialist to make sure there wasn't any type of nerve damage um causing me issues with my bladder and then she also wanted me to follow up with gynecology just because if i wasn't going to have the hysterectomy she wanted me to be supported in a way to come up with some other options on how to maintain without the hysterectomy so without going into too many more details about my own personal menstrual cycle it has been a very hard journey from start till now um And so when I met with a gynecologist, she felt like um, it could be a form of self-care. We'll just get straight to the point. She felt like this could potentially help the bladder issue because it would give the bladder more room without having the uterus and the cervix there. And she felt like I had suffered long enough and that there was no need for me to put myself through more suffering. I mean, she discussed every option with me possible. You know, if I was interested in having an IUD, then that could kind of help out some. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was kind of my decision to make. They were just kind of putting everything in front of me. And it was when she finally said it in a way where it was like, you don't have to suffer the entire time. And, you know, the realization that I am almost close to 40, but menopause could be 10, 15, 20 years from where I am. And that could be, that's a, that's a long time to have to be trying to endure and figure things out. I had saw back to the doula. I had saw a doula because she makes herbal teas that help with your menstrual cycle that helps with fibroids that can help with the endometriosis. And 
I had been taking the tea. Um, I was also put on hormones to kind of just give my body a break from the bleeding while I figured things out. I saw the, the spine and pain doctor. They ordered an MRI and the MRI came back normal. And so it was kind of just like at this point, I was kind of excited to say like, I am, if nothing else, which was the conversation we had, if nothing else, if this only takes away the bleeding, how would it make you feel? And I was like, I want to still just be excited about that. I feel like my plate is full enough as a mom, um, particularly a mom who was trying to parent differently than how she was parented. I feel like it's a really hard thing to do, even though it's worthwhile. Um, I'm also a caregiver. And so it was kind of like, why not take something off my plate? Yeah. Um, so I came, yeah, I came to the conclusion that I wanted to celebrate this. I wanted this to be a form of self-care and I wanted it to be joyous, joyous. And so after months of appointments and, <laughs> and back and forth in my own head, I finally decided that I'm going to have this hysterectomy and it got scheduled way faster than we anticipated, which it's a blessing. Yeah. Um, you know, as it approaches, I am actually getting pretty nervous, but um, overall, I'm excited. And so I forget what I was going to say while I was coming back to the doula. But I talked to the doula last night um, because I'm, she's actually going to make me uh, a herbal tea to help with my recovery. And so I was sharing with Leon that I feel in this moment, I feel nervous, but I also feel extremely loved and supported. Um you know, Leon's going to be here to hold my hand and be by my side through all of this. My I'm mother, be parenting. he's also going to be parenting. Ew, not working the first week. <laughs> he's also going to be working most of my recovery. He's going to be all. I mean, the good thing about the fact that they scheduled it so soon is that he's already going to be off for Noel's winter break. So that kind of like worked out like a good and a bad thing. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see where we fall with all of this. My mom is coming up um, to stay with us for as long as I need her to. Um, I I am a heavy researcher, so I've watched plenty of videos and read lots of things to prepare myself. And so I just did a giant Amazon order for all of the things that I think I will need. And I think I'm going to actually don't like i'm planning on doing it i just don't know when i'm going to get to it but i think i'm going to actually make a, a link to put in the description box of this episode of okay. everything that i brought because i kind of gathered from everyone that i watched what they felt was kind of important and um i can kind of run through some of them she got a nugget it's a wedge pillow. Leon's calling it a nugget because if you're a parent who's in love with the nugget couch, it's like the nugget couches. It's a it's like a foam couch that can be customized for kids. It has yes. like a, it's like you can like a mat. It has two triangles and they can just use their imagination. So I got a wedge pillow, but it's like four different pieces of a wedge pillow because I I also wanted to to make sure if I didn't do anything else with my recovery that I felt. I made sure I took care of myself because I am worthy of being taken care of. I didn't want to, I didn't want this to be the opportunity where I cut corners. So even though it was hard to spend as much money as I did on Amazon in that cart, <laughs> I was like, this is probably the most money I've ever spent on Amazon at one time. 
I felt like I deserved to, because this is a celebration and because this is not something that I want to look at mm-hmm. as like, you know, I don't want to look back and have any regrets. I don't want to look at it as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a hindrance or like, you know, I, I just didn't want it. I don't want it to feel negative. So I figured I am going to take care of myself and, you know, there's also things that if I don't use it, I can return it. So mm-hmm. I got a wedge pillow. I have an abdominal binder because some people found that helpful to just have have it a little bit closer. Um, they felt help with the pain. I got a big heating pad that can cover probably almost my entire back. Some women found that helpful, especially with, I think, like the gas pain that you get from having surgery, from them having to put a breathing tube down and they're pushing in a ton of gas to create space to see where they need to be to remove the organs that they're removing. And so all of that gas has to come back out and it can also be painful and uncomfortable. And so some women found the heating pad to be helpful. There was one woman who suggested button down dresses because it just was less movement that you have to do early on that could just make you feel a little bit more comfortable. So I ordered myself just three, just to see how it goes, how I feel about it, if it felt necessary. Um, not to put anybody else's business out there, but my mom has also had a hysterectomy. So I'm uh, leaning into her experience as much as I can, but also understanding that we're different people. Um, and honestly, like hers was when I was on maternity leave. And even that, even though it, was, it feels like it was only five years ago, I feel like times have changed even in those five years. A lot of the videos I watched were like pre-COVID or mm-hmm. beginning of COVID. And so I all thought it would be great to share my experience from like this point of like this time frame. So um, I got the dresses, the wedge pillow. I brought myself some new slippers. I just felt like, why not throw that in there? Um, what else did I get? My I talked to one of my girlfriends last night who's a nurse. And I'm so glad that I did. Not only is she a nurse, but she's also somebody who takes a more homeopathic, natural approach to things um as i do and so she gave me her list of things that she would consider oh so um like marilax i got gas x i got prune juice to help get all the gas out um she recommended like a natural like cream to help with the pain at the surgical sites Mm -hmm. she also recommended silicone tape for scarring to help get rid of the scars, close stop. Um, she also recommended a bunch of different teas, but I think one of the, oh, and then a bunch of different vitamins, vitamin A, vitamin B, um, I'm not gonna list all of them. I will I will re- remember to give you guys a list of everything. If you, are, if you are truly interested, it will be linked in the description box at some point. Um, <laughs> you might tell me about no silicone tape. It was the first time I've heard of it. I got a whole scar on my hip, just all kinds of hip. Yeah, she was kind of, I was like, oh, this is decent. She don't like me. Well, I probably didn't even ask her either. She don't like me. I'm going to tell you that. Um, what else? What else? Oh, the big thing was like um, bone broth, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting, and like collagen powder or some form of collagen just to kind of help like yeah, your body recover. Yeah. Like your, your muscles and the stuff. muscles, yeah. So um, I think that's everything. It's not everything. I think that's everything I got. Um, and I feel very, like, prepared. I feel very loved. Um, 
So they think that the surgery, the plan is that she should be able to go in laparoscopically, potentially with the robot. I'm still not sure why we don't know for sure if we're using the robot or not. Um, sorry, I'm trying to like read this notes at the same time to make sure I'm not missing anything. Oh, she also recommended that a lot of walking. Don't overdo it, but make sure you walk. Um, to use the narcotics, don't feel like you have to be superwoman and not use it. Those, these are my words. Use not using narcotics. I was, I had a moment where I was nervous that I was like, addictive personalities and addictive like tendencies are a very real thing. I don't want to get addicted to anything. And then people talked me off that ledge really quickly. It was like, no, when you need it, you'll yeah. you'll love it. <laughs> It won't feel addictive. It's going to feel. It's going to do exactly what it's. You're not trying to chase that high. You're just trying to get some relief. I'm just trying to get some relief. So, oh, another thing because it's um, cold winter break. I got these um, like sheepskin, basically these really warm sweatpants because I don't know what you got. Oh, Leon wasn't looking at because I was ordering Christmas presents at the same time, so he couldn't look. So I got these like really warm sweatpants to wear. To come home, to go to the hospital and to come home and, and potentially if I think I want to go outside for a walk as part of my recovery, I'll still be warm. We'll see if that happens. And I wanted to get something that was bigger than my size so that it wouldn't be too tight on my waist. So back to the actual surgery. She's hoping to go in laparoscopically, potentially with the robot. The benefits of the robot, um, it doesn't really, I think it's supposed to reduce my like pain and scarring. And I don't know if it necessarily really changes in recovery. That's my point of view on it. Um, but it's also beneficial to the surgeon because she can actually sit down during surgery, which I kind of like. I think that they work hard enough. I, yeah. I don't have a problem with her sitting down during my surgery. Um, she's thinking four weeks, four to eight weeks for recovery. Four weeks is when I'll do my first post-op appointment virtually. And then I'll go in at eight weeks to um, make sure everything looks good. And so at the four-week mark, she'll change my restrictions in the beginning, I am only allowed to lift eight to ten pounds, and I'm I need to walk as much as possible. But again, not to overdo it. So it could just be um, a few short walks, or maybe just one long walk, but plenty of rest. And um, same day surgery for me. I will go in. She said it'll take about three hours, hopefully start to finish, based on and that could vary based on staffing. The actual surgery itself does not take three hours. It's getting me prepared for surgery. It's getting me, it's making sure I'm awake after surgery and then being able to have somewhere to put me post-op until they're ready to discharge me. She thinks all of that together will take the three hours. So we shall see. Lucky ducky. How are you feeling, honey, buddy? Oh, I mean, I'm chilling today. Today? Yeah, I guess because I'm waked and brunch. Um... You think as well? I waked and brunched. So and we can bake. Oh. <laughs> um so I, I I am overall nervous. Not I mean I'm overall nervous, you know, it's a surgery. Um nervous that, well, I'm not nervous about the outcomes, um, but I'm nervous about afterwards. Um, like I said, I hope you're not disappointed. I hope it gives you everything you wanted and need. Um, but for me it's just, you know, managing different personalities. That's uh, a struggling point I have now going through what I'm going through and I'm on new bed so it'll be interesting to see what's going on so I just have to, I think that for me is the biggest part because I'll have Noel I'll have to be taking care of you 
mine would be here. Just making sure I um take care of yourself. Take care, yeah, yeah basically, yeah. In I'll be working part of it, like yeah. Else. So yeah, it's just that part. I don't have no problem with it, you know. Adaptability is my power. So um, you know, I'm used to that. It's just making sure I stay even kill. He making sure he has his self care in him and stuff. Being the caregiver. And it's hard, you know, like as the one who's typically the caregiver, it is really hard to make that time for yourself. Um, if I could give you any words of advice, it would be to remind yourself that you are worth the energy that it takes. Because like, I feel like there's moments where like I may want to give myself a manicure or a pedicure and I feel too tired to even do it. But like I have to remind myself that I am worth this energy because I give that much energy to everybody else. I will get up and I literally make my daughter breakfast every morning. And the, probably a separate dinner, like six days out of the week from what we actually make for dinner. Yeah. And and then when dinner's ready and she's eating and I finally get my plate ready, now she's ready for her ice cream and I'm still sitting down to eat my dinner. And it's just like, I give her that much energy. And so you are worth the energy that it's going to take to take care of yourself, whatever that may look like for you. I just, I just learned something. I don't want to say it like this, but you kind of given her and acclimated her to this routine and now I just find it out. <laughs> so I'm screwed. Yeah, I also have to go over. So like it's hard to um one thing before I forget, I also have Tylenol and ibuprofen to help like have a pain management regimen in addition to the narcotics. Um and my girlfriend said, depending on what narcotic they give me, it may have Tylenol in it. So I may need to just alternate between whatever they prescribe for me and then ibuprofen. But you can That's do true. ibuprofen and Tylenol yeah, together. Like together. Just just off change. Yeah. So like if one is at three, another one might be at like four or six or something like that. Oh, then you go with the next dose. You think you do it an hour after? No, they just have to be on different time schedules. Oh, oh, I thought you I took one at like, three. And the next three hours, you take the other one. Well, yeah, because... Like, if ibuprofen is every six hours, like, Tylenol might be every four hours. And you can alternate Too them. Much math. Um, I also... So, it's hard to endure something when, when you're used to... Uh, I'm, like... I'm mentally all over the place. I'm trying... I don't have control. And I'm trying not to be controlling. I'm trying to work through my anxiety, my perfectionism and not feel the need to be in control of things. And so with that said, I am like giving Leon, here's everything, all the supplements I'm going to be taking. So you have all of the doses ready. I literally was in the car, like I need to get post-its and put post-its up of like, here's where Noel's vitamins are. And this is not to say that Leon does not know where these things are and he does not know how to take care of his daughter. It's just that like, I'm also considering my mom being here and is it helpful to him if I start to put things in, like put these notes up in places so yeah. that way she can jump in without having to interrupt him or ask him a question like maybe she's in the kitchen and if she's trying to figure out what noel needs for lunch or what to make her for dinner but he may be in his office and instead of him having to roll out from the office to come answer her questions if i have these things just like in a place mm -hmm. where she can like see them it could make things a little bit easier for everybody. So like it's knowing, okay, Noel takes these vitamins every single morning and that needs to stay consistently the same. Trying to keep her own routine at a time where her routine is going to be different because I am primarily, um, I am the primary parent for the most part. Yeah. You know, 
she's used to me doing all of these things with her. She's used to me helping her get ready. She's used to me taking her to school. She's used to me picking her up from the bus, taking her to gymnastics, taking her to swim, being with her while she falls asleep. And all of that's going to change for her. And so... She's about to come independent. I'm playing. I am trying to like anticipate her anxiety behind all of that being different. And like, what can we do to kind of keep her, you know, in a good place, in a good space mentally and physically. And then also stay in routine because, you know, my mom doesn't know our routine. So now I need to like set that boundary of this is what our routine looks like. Bring your iPad because we ain't going to have the TV on all day long. You want to watch something? You want to watch it on your tablet so that way she's not in front of the TV all day. She said that. I didn't say that. I'm going to text her soon and remind her to bring her iPad. <laughs> so, yeah, it should be an interesting journey. Uh, outside of this podcast and this particular episode, if you're watching on YouTube, I will continue to document this journey. What's that face for? I think later. I will continue to document this journey um, and give you guys updates as much as I can. I hope that this wasn't all over the place. Just talking, it was just you talking from the heart. This is almost like a from the heart series. You missed that series? No, I mean, that was when I was sick and dying. <laughs> nope. Not dying. I was. Oh my I God. am live right now. Um, but just to like the point you came about Noel, I think um me and her may be fine. I mean, I know I think me and her be alright. She knows when something's going on, mommy chill out most of the time. So you always gotta run in and see you. So I'm about to just put a camera in the room. Like, there's mommy, leave her alone. I want to be available for her as much as I can, <sighs> even from the bed, because I know that she still needs that connection. Like I can't expect her as as connected to me as she is yeah and has been since she came out out of me i can't expect her to just not you know she's still five to it's be my able turn to move in huh it's my turn to move in <laughs> it's not like it's going to be hard for her to i mean even if i walk out during her bedtime routine she's like where my homie's going like um so that was our 30 minutes <laughs> Never knew it made sound. All righty. I didn't know it made sound either, but I think we're pretty much done. Yeah. So yeah, we'll keep you guys posted. I'll, again, like I said, I'm going to try to do as much as I can with her from the bed. Yeah. But also make sure I take care of myself and prioritize myself. And honestly, mentally right now, that's a hard thing to do because I feel the feels of my five-year-old that like I need to be there for her, but I also need to be there for myself. So until next time, guys. Uh, Like, share. I guess subscribe to the podcast, subscribe on YouTube as well. Uh, leave a comment in both YouTube and in the podcast. Yes. Give us your thoughts, your comments, your prayers. Um, give recommend If you recommend any TV shows or books for Tierra to read, please send them. Yeah. If you recommend anything for me, please send it. Absolutely. As a husband of a, what do they call them? Mr. Hysterectomy? Isn't that what they call them? Yeah, there's a website called Hister Sisters, and I found a link on there for like, the misters of the history sisters so that's a website that gives you a lot of resources for people um having a hysterectomy yep so thank you guys for watching till next time or listening or listening until next time bye, bye.